Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we have had our eye on Hurricane Florence uh, for the last few days and have learned that it has made land as of this morning. Uh, and uh, we've got a lot of questions about it from people who really know. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And we are very fortunate to have somebody who's there right now dealing with Hurricane Florence, who she's she's safe and she's awesome. And her name is Carrie. And Carrie, how are you doing? Hi, Brad. How are you? I'm good. Okay, so Carrie, you got to tell us, because um, I know where you are, but uh, everybody listening doesn't know where you are. You are literally in the middle uh, of where Hurricane Florence is coming ashore. Tell us about where you actually are located. I'm currently located about four miles right off the coast, right off the Atlantic in Myrtle Beach. And um, the hurricane is very slowly making its way right over top of us right now. We were um, we were listening a little bit earlier, Carrie, uh, to Al Roker talking about kind of the the path that they anticipate that the hurricane is going to take. And they talked about this evening around eight o'clock p.m., kind of being the, the I shouldn't say sweet spot, but that's kind of when it's expected to really be right over Myrtle Beach. What are you seeing right now? Um, right now we have about 75 mile an hour winds and it's raining. Uh, we are looking for later this evening for kind of like the eye of the storm to make its way over. The problem is, is she's only moving at about six miles an hour right now. So that's why... All of this is just kind of like been waiting for a turtle to cross the road kind of mm. thing. Very slow, and it just starts getting worse. And so the buildup for it is just, you know, the anxiety that everybody has about the whole thing anyways is not good. But, um, yeah, we're going to get the brunt of the storm uh, between now and later tonight and then early tomorrow. Yeah, and the speed, it's interesting that you mentioned that because that's the one thing I've heard a lot of coverage talk about, how slow it is, that it's in some places it's been moving about the same speed that you would do at a brisk walk. So that gives you some indication of, you know, you have this giant storm and it's just putzing along, which is leading to a lot of flooding and potential risk and obviously having the wind blowing for that long. Now, Carrie, the the thing that I find interesting about you is that you actually, because people I'm sure listening are like, why is she there? You actually stayed because of work, although come to find out you probably didn't need to. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and why uh, that, you know, uh, ended up leaving you where you are right now? Right. Yes. I work in a county jail that's located right in the middle of Horry County, which is where the storm is located. And I work in the visitation office and they kind of told me last minute Wednesday afternoon that it was going to be closed for the rest of the week. So all of my preparations were made to be physically staying at the jail through the weekend. And I wasn't prepared at all to be at home or in the place that I'm at right now. So I was prepared to stay there, which would have been great because being in a facility like a jail or a prison, 
the way that those buildings are built, uh, they're built to sustain natural disasters such as a hurricane or flooding or anything like that. So I actually would have been better off being there, but since they told me at the last minute I was closed, I kind of was forced to leave. Mm. So then what do you do? Like you obviously are, I'm, I'm assuming you're staying um, in your home then, but... Uh... Like what? What plans have you been able to make? Like, have you been How able to go get shopping? Ready last minute. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we kind of did some last minute. You know, you you see those memes on Facebook and stuff about hurricane snacks. That is very true. <laughs> we kind of went and found any store that was open, got as much as we could. Um, and we, I'm speaking of me and my roommate. I live with a guy that uh, also works at the jail. Uh, however. We live on the third floor of our condo building. His parents live on the fourth floor of theirs. They're about the same distance from the coast. But their building is brand new. And I kind of felt like it was more structurally safe Mm -hmm. than their building. So we came to their place um, with our car full of our hurricane snacks and water and toilet paper, as much as we could get in about a four- or five-hour period. It's just, it's, it's crazy. You have no, I mean, presumably you don't really know what to expect after, um, you know, the storm, sort of the worst of the storm happens. Do you have, you know, have you been in contact with other friends and family? Are you like, what's your plan after, after the worst of it? Yes, we, we've been in contact with a lot of people. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Zello app that you can put on your phone. It's kind of like having walkie talkies on your phone. Mm-hmm. Oh. It makes communicating with people that are around here a lot easier than sending text messages or Facebook updates or whatever. Um, There are thousands of people already who have lost power around here. So uh, if those people don't have generators, they're just kind of stuck for now. So if in the event that that happens here, um, you know, we would just kind of be stuck here without power. We have the essentials that we need, batteries, flashlights, candles. Uh, his, my roommate's dad even went and bought life preservers, which I thought was kind of funny, but, it, you know, you think about it. And morbid. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but the surge from the storm is expected to be, you know, 10 to 13 foot waves, and we're only four miles from the coast. And I'm not wow. trying to freak anybody out because I know that Kim is listening right now. So, um, but, you know, you have to kind of prepare for those things. So basically the number one thing we're prepared for is for the power to go out and um, we'll have the things that we'll need, you know, without that. So that's pretty much what everybody that I've talked to has been doing, with the exception of the people who are at the jail. They're pretty much guaranteed power. They have a backup generator. So, Carrie, have you ever been through anything like this before? Um, Two years ago, we had Hurricane Matthew that went right through here, but it wasn't quite the same. Hurricane Matthew was not this large. Mm -hmm. Uh, It moved through a little quicker, and, you know, the the conditions of that one weren't quite to the extreme that this one is at right here. And I was kind of joking with one of my friends who lives up there. Her name is Missy. She was checking in on me yesterday, and asking how I was doing, and I was—I told her I really wasn't in the mood for this, and she kind of laughed, and she was like, I don't know anybody who's in the mood for a hurricane. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, that's it's, true. It, you know, it's just, it, it kind of puts a damper in everybody's life, and it raises the anxiety levels and, and, you know, things like that, but you just have to prepare the best you can, and, you know, we're we're with his family, and they're grateful that we're here, and my family is grateful for them, and I know Kim is, too, so... 
um, we're just kind of riding it out and going to wait. It's The rest of this weekend, it's going to be pretty rough as far as wind and rain, but mm-hmm. we'll get through it. Well, Carrie, I just, you know, obviously, um, I'm glad to hear that you're in good spirits now and we, you know, pray for all the best and obviously we'll stay in contact and I'm just, I'm just happy that you were able to take some time and share with our listeners what, what that's like, you know, having, uh, gone through that with my mother last year in Florida, um, when Hurricane Maria came through, I mean, it was touch and go for a while. And I know that your family and friends here and certainly anywhere other than where you are are going to be sort of in the dark for a while once, once uh, or if power goes out and or cell phone communications are knocked out for a while, but just know everybody's, you know, um, praying for the best. Yes, I, I appreciate that, and I know that everybody here does too. And actually, my family is in Florida as well. You know, they went through Hurricane Irma last year. Mm-hmm. Same had to evacuate. They went to my mom's. You know, so on and so forth. So. We just kind of all gather together and do what we have to do, and we'll get through it. And hopefully um, I'll be able to be in contact with, you know, everybody as much as I can. But if not, then we'll just, you know, when it's over, we'll we'll figure it out. So, Well, Carrie, we look forward to checking in with you when, uh, when you're on the other side of this. And, and uh, you are in our thoughts. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, and you guys have a good day. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks, Carrie. Um, and it was Hurricane Irma. That's the one that went to Florida. Yeah. Maria was the one that went to Puerto Rico. Yeah. I, that was a hard year because we, back to back, we're talking to people in, we talked to people in St. Thomas, mm-hmm. actually the British Virgin Islands. Yep. We talked to people in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. We talked to people in Texas. Mm-hmm. It was the Harvey Irma Maria year. Yeah. I mean, it was, and they were so right on top of each other. Yeah. Um, so, and then this one is such a huge one that we will be paying attention to this throughout the weekend. Uh, and thank you again to Carrie for joining us. Now, when we come back, we are going to eat our feelings with a little cheat day <laughs> Friday on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk. Well, and I was just going to say, I don't know if you just said this, um, but we will keep in contact with Carrie to make sure we let you know, uh, how she and everybody around her is doing Absolutely. following the, the landfall of Hurricane Florence. Absolutely. We'll be one. Everything entertainment. It used to bother me. Friday, everybody. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And on Fridays, we like to uh, celebrate the the beginning of the weekend a little bit early by throwing our dietary restrictions out the window for a little cheat day. Cheat day. There it is. Cheat day. There it is. Cheat day. Taste test. All right. Um, I'm really excited for the first time in a while. I feel like we have something we want to put. Oh, my God. Are you ready to put those in your mouth? I just wanted to be greedy. I think I took five. Okay. (laughs) Tell people what you took. I took a stack of Oreos Rocky Road Trip cookies. Cookies? Yeah, cookies. Okay. So tell people about Rocky Road Trip 
cookies. Okay, I had to grab the package so I could tell you what's in it. Uh, cookie with marshmallow bits and Rocky Road flavored cream with soy nut inclusions. Ew. What? Why does it say that? Okay, first of all, I'm going to give you guys a visual. Also, so, also, that does not sound sexy at all. No, it doesn't. I'm going to give you guys a visual. It, it uh, The marshmallow is in the cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, because at first I was like, oh, yeah. these cookies are uh, broke. Um, but no, it's just that there's some white. Uh, or is that the soy nut inclusion? <laughs> no, I think the soy nut is in the thing because I think that's supposed to be the like the rocky part of the road. Mm. Right. Like what would normally be peanuts. Sure. Apparently they probably don't do peanuts uh, because of peanut allergies. That makes sense. Um, so there's soy nut inclusions, mm-hmm. which I think are just called soybeans. I, so, soy nuts are a thing. Yeah, but soy nuts are just soybeans that have been roasted. Mm-hmm. My point is, nice try, Oreo. Thank you very much. <laughs> I will say they are made with, uh, always made with real cocoa. It says it right on the package. And this has an overwhelming cocoa smell, doesn't it? Bradley's into it. And Mm-mm. he's enjoying. Mm-mm. I don't even see a face. I can't even Mm-mm. predict what his. I would eat these. You know, here's the thing. It's just chocolate. Mm-hmm. I don't taste anything other than chocolate. Do you taste the soy nut inclusions? Yeah. I mean, it's like a crunchy experience. Okay. I wouldn't even say crunchy, but you can taste that there's little gritty bits in here. Um, I would eat these because they're just basically like chocolate Oreos. I don't taste anything particularly rocky nor roady about them. Mm-mm. Or even really marshmallowy. Mm-mm. Oh, there's the soy nut. Mm-hmm. I know you get it, right? Like everyone's trying to be like, oh, the, there it if is. you lick the center, you'll get the soy nut crunchies. Mm-hmm. I got bad news. I don't like them. Like you don't like them? Like you wouldn't eat them? No, and you know, I'll tell you why. Interesting. Because of the soy nut inclusions, I don't like the like I've got stuff more leftover stuff in my mouth right now than I normally do after an Oreo. Huh. I would eat them. I just wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't go buy them. No, Holly. Yes, I would eat it, but I wouldn't buy it because it also. Oh, there's the marshmallows. It's on the cookie. I was wondering yeah. what the white is that weird? On the yeah. Cookie was yeah. It's okay, but maybe I prefer the classic Oreos or like Rocky Road ice cream. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even like Rocky Road. That's like old yeah. lady ice cream, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I don't remember the Brad, last time. Yeah, Bradley Trainer. Just said that Rocky Road ice cream. Okay, well maybe is old maybe I should one. say old man ice cream because that's like one of those flavors where I. Ne- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Ever like anytime somebody would... Because I used to... Uh, you don't care. 
Yeah, but you Bradley, care. you feminist. You don't care about the, the story that I've, the journey I've been on with Rocky Road. <laughs> no, but thank you. I, I just wanted to point it. that out because you're the person who's gone on for a whole I'm an segment. Old lady. Yeah, you're an old lady I reminiscing know. about the Brock's candy bric a brac. Yeah, and his bric a brac. It's called pick a mix. His, and, and his you sponge can put a candy. Quarter he and loves, take two bites. So. Loves sponge candy. Who doesn't love sponge candy? I man? don't think I'd ever had it until I met you. Really? Yes. You never had it when you were growing up? Even like at a novelty place, you know, where they sell fudge, it's fudge a holiday and saltwater yeah. taffy? Yeah. Anyway. Do you guys not remember my childhood? Oh, sorry. Yeah, thank you. I tried asparagus, but never sponge candy. I'm wow. just saying. That's exciting. That's the fun life I led. Okay, wow, so wow. Uh, how many Cobras are you giving this? I would give it three out of five. Holly? I mean, it's like, again, I wouldn't go buy them, but I would probably eat half the bag or box or whatever you call those things now. Holly? 3.5. I'm going to give it like two. And the only reason it's getting two is because it has the name Oreo. I took a huge sack thinking that I was going to get do you real mean excited. Because it's named Oreo. I don't Because I like Oreos. Like the cookie part is Oreo y. Oh, so you're it's saying the only piece. thing that's redeeming is the Oreo, the Oreo name. piece. I just, I literally took a huge sack and I think I won't even finish the cookie that I just bit. But you know what? If you're into Rocky Road, I bet you'd be into this. I don't Yay, think you would day. be because I don't think that tastes like Rocky Road. Mm-mm. Right? No, yeah. you need actual nuts Marshmallow. and marshmallows and to have yeah. that textural Yeah, to me, Rocky Road is that like sort of fudgy, uh, marshmallowy. Now, the, the, the journey I didn't want to take you on, but I'm now taking you on, is that I actually do now enjoy marshmallow in a way that when I was a kid, I did not like marshmallow. Really? I was like, that's dumb. Like, who wants to eat a plain marshmallow? Oh, like and now fluffy I'm, sugar didn't do it for you. No, for whatever reason, I just Hmm. didn't like the flavor of marshmallow. Hmm. Um, Bradley, you were going to tell me a little bit earlier in the week about another flavor that Oreo is rolling out. Okay, so, and this is a legit Oreo flavor, but it's not a legit Oreo flavor here. In fact, it's only a legit Oreo flavor in China. And I thought, is this for real? It turns out, and now I'm trying to pull it up so that I have it in front of me. um, It turns out that this is a legit Oreo. Spicy chicken wing. Spicy no. chicken wing flavored Oreo. I'm looking at a picture, but these are only in China. And somebody taste tested them and said that it tasted like uh, orange crackers with a spicy cheese filling. No. Ick. Yeah. No, I don't need a savory Oreo. Let's stay in Sweet know, right? Town it Oreos. Looks real disgusting. Yeah. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call them D bags on my talk one oh seven one. Talk one oh seven one dot com. I just had to let you know your Celebrities behaving badly. We love to call them out on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And we have a special name. We call those celebrities D Bags. Oh. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your douchebag, Colleen? Jimmy Buffett. 
I know. I know, right? Like, why would you call Jimmy Buffett a D bag? He's like the chillest island man ever, right? Margaritaville. Hamburger and parrot, cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> hamburger in paradise. I don't know for that the lactose intolerance. That was the B side. That was the B side. Uh, well, no, the reason why is because he. Ha- okay, so he has a song uh, that's called "Surfing in a Hurricane." Oh, oh. yeah. Ooh. And he decided to take this moment uh, in the lead up to Hurricane Florence making land. No. To encourage no. people to. No. Live the island life and go surfing in a hurricane. Nope. The lyrics of said song that he posted on his Instagram, quote, I ain't afraid of dying. I got no need to explain. I feel like going surfing in a hurricane. Hashtag Folly Beach Surfing, where he is Jimmy Buffett himself meeting up with other people who are surfing the gnarly waves. And then he says, after he writes the lyrics to his song, on a serious note, respect Mother Nature. Respect Mother Nature, and please be safe and listen to your local authorities. Okay, <laughs> that's please. like saying like I want to kill you on the regular, but don't kill anybody. Follow please. the laws. Also, yeah. please enjoy a Margaritaville yeah. branded margarita machine while you're surfing. Exactly, oh, that's the more dangerous of the two. I right? went to one of them restaurants. Not so much. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. <laughs> um, also, I love that it's Folly Beach. Yeah, that's the name of the beach that they were on in no, South Carolina. No, but I'm saying yeah. I love that that's the name of the beach that he's surfing on uh, in a hurricane yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's, you know, yeah. like you're going to die in a hurricane beach. Folly Beach. Yeah. Uh, anyway, don't go surfing in a hurricane. Do not obey It's like, Jimmy I Buffett. like to snort cocaine. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Let's not go I surfing like now. I like to smoke weed. Don't do drugs. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, I don't, can you have it both ways? No, I don't know. you can't, Jimmy Buffett, you can't. Although I don't know that I take my moral tales uh, from, you know, pop music. No, either. also remember, this is a man who proudly was wasted away again in Margaritaville. And I think that that's when he wrote that song. He was wasted in Margaritaville because I don't make no sense. Um, and what was the, what comes after that? Uh, looking for my lost large shaker, shaker not large lost. Oh, yep. lost it's not shaker. a song about you Bradley. <laughs> hey yeah, just because exactly. I know the importance of salt mm-hmm. anyway uh, okay now I'm going to have that dumb song in my head thank you for ruining my afternoon you're welcome um, let's talk about my douchebag shall we I love that's my favorite part of every day um, is it though? I mm-hmm. feel like you're being facetious. A little bit. Anderson Cooper. I almost called him something else. <laughs> uh, Anderson Cooper. That's my D bag for the day. Do you know why? Why? Uh, because I read this headline. Quote: I don't care about food. Anderson Cooper reveals he's trying to replace all his meals with Soylent while giving a rare glimpse inside his $5 million converted firehouse. What? Okay, I don't... That is the most... (laughs) What language were you just speaking? White person, just out of touch, like rich, wealthy, just... What? I don't like food. I don't like food. I don't Also, look at my beautiful $5 million converted firehouse. So, clearly, I'm a sucker for punishment. And I had to read more. Like mm-hmm. Anderson Cooper literally sounds like not very much fun to hang out with. No. Why? Because he doesn't like food. And it's not so much that he doesn't like it specifically as it is that he is just so busy. He's too busy for food. Listen, I get like having a busy life and 
you know, and that some things got to go, right? Food? No. Food is like the one, that's to me the, the last remaining thing. It's the only thing I look forward yes, to most exactly. days. Let's be honest. Uh, he's so busy, this article says, that he doesn't feel the need to sit down for a regular meal. Instead, he relies on coffee-flavored Soylent drinks, which he keeps in a refrigerator. It's He just sounds like, oh my like a lot of fun at parties. Not mm-hmm. at all. Which he keeps in a refrigerator inside a seventh-floor office at CNN. Quote, I don't care about food, so I'm trying to replace all my food with this. Again, dust, because that's like three fewer decisions a day. Oh, my gosh. That is so annoying for a number of reasons. First of all, that that's like three fewer decisions a day. There's like a tone to that that sounds like you all people would not understand you what, what it's like. Yeah, like I have to make so many decisions. Well, he is, I mean, of the people that could sound completely out of touch. It should not surprise us that Anderson Cooper is one of those people, Gloria Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. So he has grown up with a just a sensibility that none of us will ever have in our lives. And it 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 but he it, and I'm sure there are more people like this. I'm sure there are people for whom food is is merely fuel. And if you can make less decisions about fuel, it's like people it's like me. I don't want to worry about putting on clothes every day. If you gave me the same outfit every day that was comfortable and relaxed, mm-hmm. I would probably just wear the same thing every mm-hmm. day. I mean, most days I really do, frankly, but jeans and a T-shirt. Right. So I get that where that would be harsh for some people. I cannot live in a world where food is but fuel. Neither can I. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's there's I also no... said food is butt fuel. I know. <laughs> well, well I mean, is. real talk. I just feel like that is not yeah, you're right. That is a world that's devoid of joy in my heart. Also, can you just imagine being around someone like that? Like, hey, you ready to go to lunch? I'm sorry, I'm not eating lunch today. I have my dust. Mm. Yeah, or like I don't care about lunch. Yeah. Lunch. Oh no, I'm just gonna sit here and choke down some Soylent, which by the way, can we talk about this this craze that everybody is on? Yeah, but doesn't Soylent make you throw up? There were what? I thought that the, that company I thought it was people. I thought it was made of well, people. Well, you know, it <laughs> was you. and then it was recalled. All right, thank mm-hmm. you. But there was some issue, I think in the last year, Soylent being a meal replacement that was developed by people in Silicon Valley. Yeah, because they didn't want to get up out of their chairs to actually live their life. Right. And I feel like at some point, maybe one of the Soylent nutrition bars, there was something where people were getting irpy on yeah. that stuff. I mean, just mm. like if your life is merely choking down some uh, added water dust, I just, I feel like we've lost something. Mm-hmm. Like our It's minds. not that hard. To, like, honestly, I like to eat healthy. I'm able to spend a little time on a given Sunday making sure that I have healthy choices for lunch during the week. It doesn't take that long. I think I also feel like for him to say it's like three fewer choices, like you don't really, I mean, there's not a lot of tension in figuring out what you're going to eat. Do you see what I mean? It's like you plan ahead and then you just eat it. Or also you're Anderson Cooper and you have meal delivery service and you're like, hi, I don't want to have to think about what I'm eating for the week. Make it happen. Oh, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, he can make it happen. And then there's this whole exchange in this interview about how he um, would eat with Anthony Bourdain, who would judge him constantly. And I'm like, well, yeah. Okay. So I get it. Doesn't surprise us. We're doing it too. Over here. Um, Also, Okay, so this art this is all based on an article in the Hollywood Reporter. 
uh, these. It was like a spread. Yep, a spread. And as I'm looking through the pictures, um, there's one of him sitting in like a paint chipped uh, stairwell with bare feet looking at the newspaper and eating his Soylent. Yeah. And I think to myself, Anderson, you're trying to look gritty and this is a farce. This is a lie. You are selling, trying to sell us a lie. You mean he's just trying to like paint a picture? Yeah, he's trying to look like this relaxed, gritty guy. And he's he also drinks a lot of Coke. If you look inside his refrigerator, there's a lot of Coca-Cola and Sprite. So he's drinking full calorie Mm -hmm. uh, carbonated beverages, which I find shocking. Good good idea. I didn't even think to actually look closely in his refrigerator. Got some apple cider in there. It looks like Mm -hmm. a tomato. See a lot of tonic water. Yeah, well, a lot. Probably drinking cocktails Mm -hmm. and Newman's own salsa. Yeah, look at that. Mm -hmm. Huh? Talk about a farce. What? Just Newman's (laughs) salsa. You don't want to help the it's kids. Not my favorite Bradley. song. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know where we were going with that. All right, well, we unless come it's back. the pineapple one, I will say the pineapple one's kind of good. Okay, I didn't know that there was a pineapple one. You just opened a whole oh, new yeah, world it's to me. Quite good. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you know we've been following the path of Florence, but then there was more news that happened yesterday when areas outside of Boston, Massachusetts, were evacuated because of gas explosions. Well, one of the families that was evacuated from their home are friends of mine and uh, they were evacuated from the home I just visited at the end of July. Uh, We are going to check in with one of my friends who was evacuated from his home in North Andover, Massachusetts after this. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Hi. Uh, And I'm really excited actually to talk to this friend that is calling in. His name is Mike Fuller. He lives in North Andover, which is just outside of Boston. And uh, you may have seen on the news basically all of the homes in that area and two other cities were evacuated last night. I got in my car yesterday on the way uh, from work and was like, holy crap, what's going on in the world? And uh, the story was was breaking news. And I am excited to talk to Mike because everything has panned out just fine good, good. for him. Uh, but just to kind of get a better idea of what's going on over there, uh, Mike Fuller's on the line. Hi, Mike. Hey, Colleen. How are you? Good. So um, you were so tell just take us back to yesterday, because I will be honest, I saw that you were safe on Facebook and looked at my husband, Matt, and said, I didn't think that the hurricane was going to be in North Andover. So I was immediately (laughs) confused and had to go to the news. So what happened yesterday? Yeah, so what happened is, was um, they're still kind of figuring out the cause, but upshot was there was some kind of some kind of gas problem with the gas lines that caused the upwards of 70 explosions in people's houses in the Merrimack Valley, which is about 25, 25 miles north of Boston. So it was a town that I live in, the town next to us, in a large city called Lawrence, which is where most of the damage was, um, right ne- uh, a couple t- next town over, so... Yeah, it was crazy because I actually got home and oddly enough turned on the stove to start dinner for the kiddos as one does. Yeah. Uh, I would love on Facebook and someone said, Hey, what's up with all the sirens and helicopters? And I and I, you know, poke around a little bit, I'm like, Ooh, gas explosion. So turned it off and got a phone call and said, Hey, uh, I think they're evacuating. So if you got some place to go, you should go. So 
packed up the you know up the kiddo, met up with my wife and another kid, and went to a friend's house with like another forty other people because they don't have gas, so their place was safe. And yeah, it was crazy, just hel- helicopters and sirens and wild uh, fire trucks from. Like fifty miles away, we're showing up. It's it's crazy. Mike, can I ask? Because I, I imagine families yeah. have probably not thought too much um, until something like this happens. What you do in emergency? Did you? Was it like a complicated thought process? Did you just run to the car? Did you grab stuff? I mean, how? Like, what was going through your mind as you were making those decisions? Oh, I did not give it quite, probably just the gravitas that I should have. Um, Oh shoot! Car and yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't really give it a ton of thought. Um, so later, because I figured we'd be we'd be back in a few hours, and then about you know four hours in, we're like, we got to find some place to sleep. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we ended up going to um, to a friend's house, probably like twenty miles away. Actually, um, you know where Colleen yep. Megan yep. Megan had us at her house. So we stopped at Target to buy you know toothbrush and underwear and. Uh, because, but, you know, if anything I've learned from this is that uh, we should have, like, a go bag ready to go. Right. And we all, I mean, okay, well, we should probably say goodbye. I'm so sorry, Mike, you're breaking up, and so we're going to have to say goodbye to you. But I will tell you kind of what I know just from um, from talking to our friends um that they uh that is one of the things that you don't think about and we all we have gas at our house and i know you do too and it's like (laughs) we we often have gas at our house (laughs) but i've thought about that before and certainly when you watch this happen in this area of massachusetts you thought like oh my gosh what would we do if we had to evacuate the area and then be away for a period of time. Um, yeah, and, I don't. And if you've got kids, if you've yeah. got pets, um, you know, it's one thing if it's just you. But to think like, OK, not only do I need to go away for the moment, that's pretty easy. But to know that you've, you're going to need to be gone for a while, then I would start asking myself questions. Wait, should I bring a like underpants? I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back to my home. What if right. my house explodes? I mean, right. those are all the things that are going to be going through your head. And that's why I think probably his lesson is and he touched on this just moments ago is that maybe it's best to have a plan like that Mm -hmm. for the future and wow what a good reminder for all of us because i don't have that plan it's so true and you know the other thing that strikes me is um the way that he described how they found out it wasn't like an apb went out to everybody in the area it was like a little bit word of mouth how it trickled through and then to find out that way and just go oh my gosh we got to go and we don't know how long we're going to be gone for. And certainly, um, you know, to find out then after the fact that there have act, there were actually explosions that occurred in, um, in areas of Lawrence and, um, that they, there is even one person who yeah, died as a, a result of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it is heartbreaking. And, um, and I was, I've also been paying attention to my friend Mike, who we just talked to on his Facebook. He has, posted um they are providing um kind of a database that's Mm -hmm. being updated in real time of the places that you can like once they clear a street in each area 
they'll put the street name up. And if you live on that street, then you can go slowly, but surely, slowly, but surely back. And now I had seen another um, statement that said it could take up to a week for them to clear this. Yeah, no, I'm sure this is going to take a long time. But, but, um, you know, you don't want to rush the safety on this one, because, again, when you're dealing with natural gas, that's no small thing. And obviously seeing homes in flames and knowing that one person has died and several have been injured is nothing to mess with. Absolutely. You know, it kind of it, it reminds me of it. Actually, maybe he's calling back so we can. Um, catch up with him uh, a little bit more here, but it re- it does remind me of. Do you remember when this happened? Maybe six years ago, there was a gas explosion, kind of in. It was behind the old uh, Perkins on Nicollet and sixty whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And across mm-hmm. from the Cub, the Foods, Cub Foods, and yeah. and they had to evacuate the area around there too. Yeah, no, I remember that. Mike is back on the line. We can continue checking in. Hi, Mike. Hey, sorry about that. That's okay. We lost you for a minute there. Well, can you can you just kind of give us kind of a, an idea of what is happening now? Are people kind of slowly but surely making their ways back to their homes? Are things closed down? Are the kids' schools closed? Yeah, so schools closed in the three towns. So, you know, our first snow day was in September, which is, which is awesome. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so what they're doing is they're basically rolling out safe streets. So if you live on a safe street, you can go back and they're reconnecting gas kind of, you may have gas, so they might've shut it off. And a lot of people shut gas off at their house. So if you did that, they're asking you to, to, um, to call in to get it reconnected. So, and, um, you know, I think it's, you know, I think people are slowly and surely kind of getting back. There's still a lot of people in shelters that, uh, and they're still looking for, 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 for food and water and stuff like that. But it's kind of getting back to normal. I was worried it was going to be days and days. Yeah. But for some people, it, it, it might be days and days, you know. So, so we're, kind of, we're fortunate. That's yeah, it's so wild. You know, it's one of those things where you, everything is, you kind of take everything for granted. And it's moments like these where you realize, oh, gosh, it's very easy for, you know, everything to sort of, um, you know, get be toppled turned on in its a head. second. Yeah. 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 I mean, people just spray in their house and then it would explode. Like, yeah. It was crazy. I mean, the fires, it was, it was, it, it looked like, you know, and, uh, it was, uh, it was scary. And I, I can't, there was one fatality and mm-hmm. I, I'm very thankful. It was just the one. Cause when they were showing the things on the news, it was, this is terrible. Oh, yeah. Sure. It was, it was just the one. So that was a, you know, much lower than I think everyone expected. Well, I, for one, am very thankful that you and your whole family are safe. Hug them all oh, for thanks. me. And, uh, I will. and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Mike. All right. Thanks for calling. Take care. Uh, that's my friend Mike Fuller uh, calling from North Andover, which is one of the cities uh, just north of Boston that was evacuated due to gas leaks in the area and, you know, made national news, of course. And uh, it was just one of those moments where you, Bradley, I know you probably did. I did, too, go, oh, my gosh, this is a possibility. We should have a plan. Oh, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. And now um, certainly, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know where to begin. So it's something we should all probably think a lot more about. Absolutely. Well, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are still talking about Les Moonves. This is a story that won't go away. However, there may be just a little bit of, mm, what do we call it? Just desserts. Silver lining. Yeah, there is a big fat silver lining. We're going to talk a little bit more about Linda Bloodworth Thomason and what has happened 
since she wrote her article about Les Moonves. And also, Holly has led us down a little conspiracy theory road that we are going to unveil as it regards Les Moonves when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1.